Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today we're going to talk about morality and the decline of. We're going to talk about how where the churches stand and how how morality has taken such a decline in the United States. Here we go on Real Men Talk. You're listening to the Real Men Talk podcast, brought to you by the Palace of Priest Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Now here are your hosts, Anthony Crenat and Craig Reynolds. Hey, 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 welcome to Real Men Talk. I'm here with Craig Reynolds. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Morality. So today we're going to talk about the the decline of morality and, and the things that have happened in the United States over the last few years and stuff like that, that we've seen a a um, a real hit on on the the morality and the the place that we're in as as a church um, and as a nation. Yeah, um, and you know, in the Bible, this uh, was warned to us about the day and age that we live in by the Apostle Paul in Second uh, Timothy chapter three, verses one through five. Um, and this is what the word of the Lord says: "It says, but this that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal." despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. That's right. And that's exactly um, what we are seeing today. That is exactly yeah. what we're seeing. I mean, word for word, you know, they, it, it, we're getting to a point now that there are no boundaries. No. Um, people have lost all sense of morality. Um you know, it, and especially the the secular um, view uh, of of morality is, I mean, is so distorted, is so um, gone. Yeah. I, 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 you know, not even distorted. It's not even there anymore. You, you know, the the things that that people are talking about doing, the things that the, the organizations that are coming about. You know, um, you know, even when you get into things like uh, children. Being told that 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 they're the opposite sex and gi- giving children, you know, hormones or or yeah. estrogen and stuff like that. I mean, th- where where is the sense of morality here? You know, where where is the sense of of, of accountability? Yeah, and well, you know, and, and and like the apostle Paul wrote in Second Timothy chapter three, you know, to a T, everything you know, lovers of uh, people are be lovers of themselves. You know, I mean, everybody's so self centered and selfish and you know, they're, they're all about themselves. They, they're worshiping themselves. Right. Um, or if we're, if people aren't worshiping themselves, you know, we're putting our, our worship as a society. I'm not saying each and every one of us, but as a whole, you know, we're worshiping celebrities, we're worshiping athletes, we're worshiping movie stars, whatever, the, whatever the case may be, we're worshiping, uh, maybe our boyfriend, our girlfriend, our husband, our wife, you know, more than we are God, or if we're worshiping God at all, you know, we're, uh, lovers of money, you see that uh, so it's so prevalent in the day and age we live in. Everybody's right. chasing the buck, you know. They're, you know, their church, you know, even in some in the church, you see uh, the decline of of church attendance because people are chasing the dollar. You right. know, uh, you know the the church comes comes last. You know, uh, proud. You know, disobedient towards friends. All these things, unforgiving. Um, and, and one of the, when he ties it all in, cause it's all ungodly, all right. those things. And, and that it ties it in at the end. He says, having a form of godliness, 
but denying the power thereof or denying its power. You right. know, it looks good, sounds good. Oh, looks like a Christian, sounds like a Christian, but deep down, not a Christian. Right. And you see that, you know, people, they use Christianity now so loosely, you right. know, they use it as to get a, to get a, get a pull in some, some area, you know, like, yes. oh, you know, uh, yeah, man, I'm a Christian too. Oh, okay, buddy. Hey, you know, and, and they're, they're scratching each other's backs, you know, and, and it's, it's just such a, uh, such a vile time we live in. Right. And, and you know, well, and you talk about, you you know, the, the having a form of godliness, but no, without the power, you, mm-hmm. you look at the woke church. Yeah. Um, you, you know, where, uh, you know, Jesus is all love, you know, you know, I like the way John Cooper puts it, you know, the, the woke cookies, yeah. you know, and, and all this stuff and, and how, you know, these people that that's, that's, you know, everything, there is no, there's no, there shouldn't be any shame. There shouldn't be any, you know, all this stuff that Jesus is loving and that he cares and that, that, you know, he just wants what's best for you. He wants what's going to make you happy. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's what Jesus wants. That, you know, and that's, this is the, the, uh, the, the thing that, that these churches are pushing, you, you know, they're taking and what they're doing is they're smearing the gospel. Yeah. You know, yes, oh, yeah. yes, Jesus loves you, but Jesus loves you enough to tell you that you are wrong. Absolutely. And that you, you know, in that if you don't turn away from your, your, your ways, you're going to end up in hell. Well, yeah. And, and the problem with you see like in the woke church, progressive Christianity, things like this, yes. that is such a, uh, it tramples on the blood of Christ because it preaches grace without repentance. Right. And it, it doesn't preach sin, you know, and it says, oh, you're okay in the mess that you live in. No, that's not what the Bible says. No. The, Jesus never said, oh, hey, it's okay. I know your lifestyle. I forgive you. No, he said, go and sin no more. Right. And, and you know, it's it's funny because in the very next chapter, chapter 4, um, starting verse 2 uh, of Second Timothy, Paul says this, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all, long su- with all long suffering and teaching, for there will come a time when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from truth and be turned aside to fables. And that's exactly what you see in today's day and age that we live in. People, they, they don't want to hear the truth of the Bible. You know, we have a society that cherry picks the mess out of the Bible. Yes. Okay. I, I don't, I don't want to take homosexuality as a sin. So I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to take uh, marriage, uh, sex outside of marriage as a sin. So I'm not going to read that or, or apply that, but uh, okay. Grace. Yeah, I want grace, mercy, want mercy, love, want, I want love. So, right. okay. So now we have this, they painted this weak, limp-wristed Jesus that is not the truth. Right. And they're in for a very rude, rude awakening. Yes, that's absolutely right. You know, when you look at, you look at the way that, that Jesus dealt with sin, you yeah. know, look at, look at the, the, uh, the prostitute that was thrown before him, you, you know, when, when all these, all these Pharisees, Sadducees who were also guilty yeah, oh, of yeah. the, the exact same sin, you know, and, um, because the only way that you could catch a woman in, in adultery is if you caught her in the act. So where was the man at? Anyways, exactly. um, we, that's, that's for a different time. But you look at what Jesus did with her. She was, she was at fault, yes. But what did Jesus do? Jesus forgave her and told her not to sin anymore. It was, it was not, yes, she was at fault. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and according to the law, yeah, she should have been stoned. You know, but God had grace, and there is that that grace. But He also said, 
go sin no more. Exactly. Go you sin know, no it's more. it's not okay what you did. Don't do it again. Yeah. But I love you and I forgive you for it. You, you know, and so and we want we want our cake and we want to eat it too. Yeah. You know, we want to be able to live a, a, a lavish lifestyle of sin and, and and sexuality and all these different things and still be able to to think that we can go to heaven. Yeah. You, you know, um I I was reading this book this um we will not be silenced by Erwin Lutzer. And in this in this book, towards the end of it, he talks about this lady. Um, her name is Nadea Boltz Weber. She had she wrote a book called Shameless, and she opened a church in Colorado. And uh, she this church that she opened up was was for um, uh, it was it was a woke church, what we would call a woke church, mm-hmm. you, you know, for sexuality and different things like that. And this is this is what she says. She says. Um, are there any limits at all? Or I'm sorry, this is this is what he said. Yeah, this is what he said in his book about her. He said, are there any limits to all the expressions of sexuality? According to Boltz Weber, as long as you don't involve minors or have a desire for animals, all sexual, sexual relationships among consenting adults should be accepted as holy and without shame after all, God does not shame anybody. So I want to point out a couple of things. One, this gets me fired up, you know, because she uses the word holy. Yeah. You, you know, and, and so she completely distorted the, this word holy, you know, and, and to be to be holy is to be without sin. Yes. And, and so she's equating, you know, this this lavish lifestyle of anything goes. You know, here she is. She's divorced, and she lives with her boyfriend and trying to and pastor in this church in Colorado. And she thinks she is holy. Yeah. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. Is divorce wrong? Yes. Is is living with your boyfriend wrong? Yes. Is there forgiveness with all that? Absolutely. But there's a difference between getting taking repentance, which is to turn away from your sin and living in that sin and expecting God to be okay with it. Yeah. That's a completely oxymoronic, like jumbo shrimp. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or Microsoft <laughs> works, you know, but anyway, <laughs> but so yeah, that, that's ridiculous, man. And you know, that's what we're seeing in this day and age. Like we talked about in our, in our last uh, episode of marriage, you know, if it's not, it, it, you know, any sexual relation, if it's not between one man and one woman in the sanctity of marriage, then it's not holy. Right. Just simple as that. I mean, yep. that is to the T. I mean, there you don't you don't have to read in between the lines. That is in black and white. That's what it says. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and and I don't even you know, there used to be a time where this wouldn't even be up for debate. But now we it's been so skewed, so twisted, and it comes from the uh, might as well say just brainwashing of our society. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they push immorality in all the movies and schools and in, uh, in, in all the TV shows, you know, even young children, you know, cartoon shows and things like that. And it's pushed and it's pushed and it's pushed. And it's funny because we were talking about this before the podcast and you said you was going to read something from We Will Not Be Silenced. Well, I had something also, and it's a perfect example. And it's the, the power of, of media, that was in, in his book and, and how they push and portray, uh, immorality. Yeah. Propaganda. Yeah. Propaganda. And it, and it was talking about, uh, during the 56th, uh, Grammy awards, uh, program that, you know, nationwide or, you know, whatever worldwide, I guess it'd be, 
on uh, January 26, 2014. Uh, it talks about a song that was sung, and um, and it was kind of a tribute to same-sex relationships. And uh, it said afterward that Queen, Queen Latifah invited 33 uh, what it calls diverse couples on the stage, gay, straight, multicultural, and multiracial. And it says that they were asked to exchange rings and that she pronounced them legally married as the um, legally married as the white outlines in the backdrop burst into rainbow of rainbow of colors gleaming like windows of a cathedral is how it was described. And it says that Madonna entered the stage to sing open your heart as the couples were singing or were seen hugging, crying and singing along as the crowd rose to a standing ovation. Then a choir sang the opening words of first Corinthians chapter 13 inter, um, interspersing it with Mary Lambert's chorus from she she kept she keeps me warm. Of course, he goes on to say this was an attack against the biblical prohibition of same sex relationships. As Robert P. Jones described the event, it was a direct challenge to religious opposition to gay rights mounted in front of twenty eight point five million American viewers on that Sunday night. It says that that evening, nearly thirty million Americans saw what appeared to be a display of love that that clearly attempted to make a mockery out of Christian morality, never mind the implication of the family or social in general. And it says in one of the lyrics, the Bible was dismissed as a book written long ago, yet the same book was conveniently embraced by emphasizing its references to love. And that was just right. one little, you know, uh, little tidbit of the book there, but that shows you the perfect example of how this society and, and these might as well just call them for what they are, these wolves in sheep's clothing. They twist what they want. You know, we all, First Corinthians 13, you know, love is patient, love is kind. You know, they want to right. use it when it's convenient, but when it comes to the true definition of love and marriage, oh, all of a sudden it's outdated, it's, right. it's, uh, it's offensive, it's oppressive. No, we can't have that. Yes. So this is where it becomes important that, for one, you be, you know, your full armor of God, like we talked about in our spiritual warfare warfare episode, uh, in our time of prayer, committed in time of prayer, committed in our time of study, and and don't be afraid to be disciple. We all need disciple. That's right. You know, and the thing about when we talk about the decline of of uh, morality, you know, we talk about all this stuff. Well, what happens is is there's it becomes no boundaries. So you have churches that that are pushing same sex marriage. They're pushing, you know. Um, uh, living boyfriends and all this stuff, and they're portraying it as as quote unquote holy, um, and so it opens up doors for everything else, and so you see you see the decline in in people's thinking and different things. Like I've got a video clip that I want to we're gonna play the sound to. Um, now I want you to understand that this is I'm gonna set a backdrop real real quick. He he is a professor um, in New York. Um, that teaches uh, um, psychology and ethics. Okay, um, now I want to let you know that if you have children listening, this is this is disturbing. It, it's I, I, it's not the whole it's not the whole clip. It's just enough to get the point across. Um, but Steve, go ahead and play that. Imagine that an adult male uh, wants to have sex with a twelve-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. A, a very standard, very widely held view that there's something deeply wrong about this, and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized. 
It's not obvious to me that it is in fact wrong. I think this is a mistake. And I think that exploring why it's a mistake will tell us not only things about adult child sex and statutory rape, but also about fundamental principles of morality. Now, he doesn't see anything wrong with an adult having sex with a 12-year-old girl. Uh, like this, this is this is just mind blowing. You you know you ask somebody you want to have sex with a kid? No, I mean it's not that hard. Yeah, it, it's it's not. It, it shouldn't be something that you have to think about. It shouldn't be something that is entertained. It is sick. It is disgusting. And this is where where the decline in morality has taken us. This is this is what this is what's happened. Do you know that there are whole organizations designed for um uh pedof- pedophiling? Yeah. Okay, so there's an organization called North American Man Boy Love Association. You can look at, you can Google it. N A M B L A. It has been around since 1978. Wow. Okay, so you you look at you look at this this distortion of of um of morality, and there's there's becoming no limits. There's becoming no limits. I mean, and. I, and I didn't play the rest of the video. It, it is it is stomach curling. Yeah, it's disturbing. You, you know, but they they go they go on to you know. Well, what about what about eight year old? You know, as as long as it's consenting, there is no age limit for them. You know, and then he was invited on another podcast. Okay, where the guy was like, "Hey, man, you're talking to a guy who's been who has um who's been pushing pedophilia for a long time." You know, I mean, it, this guy, this particular guy, is a is a professor in a college who is teaching who is teaching college age students ethics. <laughs> uh, let let that sink in for a minute. He is teaching college age students these these some of the most most um, uh, uh, emotional, some of the most you know you have all these kids who are trying to find the way, trying to find their place in the world. This guy is teaching them ethics. Yeah. He's not the only one that feels this way. There's a whole organization yeah. built to this stuff. Our, our sense of morality is gone. Well, and that's, that's why you see um, like men like that in our colleges and, and, and things especially is why I forget the statistics I've read them before. I think it was 70% of, of teenagers, you know, college-age students that go off to college to these major universities who were – who were raised in church, raised in Christian homes, by the time they get done at the four years of that university, they will come back and they will not even believe in God, not even hold to their Christian upbringing at that's all. Right. And, it, and and that's that's just a a scheme of the enemy. Absolutely. Brainwashing. And brainwashing. And, and, you know, you have that kind of mindset going out in our society. But, you know, I don't agree with it at all, but I can't say that I'm surprised that we're seeing this stuff push and come to come to the surface because... You know, after the Marriage Equality Act was passed in 2015, I mean, I think we all knew that that was just the open door to more right. to come. It's always been there in game. Yeah. Pedophilia has always been there in game. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break real quick, and uh, we'll talk some more. We'll get fired up some more about uh, the lack of immorality or lack of morality after this. If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. 
We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion. Welcome back to Real Men Talk Podcast. Uh, this is Craig Reynolds, and I'm here with Anthony Cornut. We've been talking about morality and the decline of, of morality here in the United States and around the world. Uh, we're going to get into our next uh, next talking point, which is, Anthony? Well, I want to talk about how this lack of morality starts with our kids. Um, you, you know, when you, when you have uh, abortions, when you're pushing abortions, when you are pushing... Um, uh, you know, sexualization, teaching kids how, how to have uh, uh, how, how to have sex, how, how to use condoms, um, all these different things. It is it is mind boggling, you, you know, how young of an age that they that they start. I was reading in California um, that they they put up they, they put up a an abortion clinic next to a school. Mm-hmm. OK, so so there in, in California that like if if a, if a girl gets pregnant she can go have an abortion and her parents never even know about it. Yeah. And, and how is that even legal? Right. A minor going to be able to go and do something like that. Yeah. And so if, if you can, if you can program and that's exactly what it is, if you could program your kids to have no fundamental of sex, um, or the value of life, you, you know, if if at that age they're allowed to murder, which is what abortion is, yes. it is straight up murder. It is not of God. It is it is a sign of the Antichrist, yeah. um, uh, the, the spirit of Jezebel, um, of, of Baal. Children uh, children being offered up on the on the altar of selfishness. Yes, yes, self gratification. You know, all these d- different things. It is all about self. It is it is one hundred percent and nothing less murder. Is what it is, and so if you have children, children who are allowed to murder without their parents' consent, I mean, I mean, can can nobody else see why this would distort morality in somebody's eyes? And then they're they're going to these college where this pervert is is teaching <laughs> and teaching them that it's okay to have sex with with minors, yeah, it, with, with children. Yeah. You know, and, and and we wonder why our world and our nation is so daggum screwed up. Yeah. And, and, you know, it just shows the the downward slippery slope of sin. And when, you know, you you allow that kind of mindset to come in and then it comes into, you know, the sexual the 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 mentality of the sexual stuff being pushed and then it becomes practice and then it ends up and ultimately in the shedding of innocent blood. That's right, and and it's just a it's a downward cycle, and it's it's like the uh, old saying goes, old saying goes, sin will always take you further than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. Absolutely, and, and you know what people don't want to show and, and talk about is the after effects of the abortion. That's right, is the is the the mental uh, the mental torment that comes on that young lady after she has an abortion. That yes. that guilt, that shame that she can't ever shake that. Why did I do that? You know, that, that feeling like there's no hope now that, you know, thoughts of taking her own life, right. you know, you know what that just, I mean, how horrible that is. I mean that, and, and we, 
not only as a nation have we, you know, allowed it, we've celebrated it. That's right. And that's we, absolutely right. And we've said, this is, this is, equal, this is women's rights. This is, this is her right, her body, her choice. That's no, right. no. Once, no. once she was, once she had that, re, she was responsible enough to get pregnant. She's responsible enough to take care of the baby. You know, once that baby was conceived, it, that baby's no longer, that's not just her body. Right. And we got to we got to shake this mentality and we got to take a stand. And it, it, it ticks me off. It ticks me off. You have people like Whoopi Goldberg that says men have no right to say anything about abortion because they don't know what it's like to carry a baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's wrong. Abortion is wrong. I mean, it's not it's not rocket science. It's not um, it, it's not anything that should be difficultly um discussed you know i mean this this is not and i know i'm fired up but this is not something that should be even of question yeah we're we're talking about murder if i go out and i kill a human being i'm going to go to prison for it i'm going to have to pay consequences for it and these people are allowed to kill somebody yeah and and we wonder why the decline of morality is happening in in our nation yeah and and, you know and uh also there is whoopi goldberg the woman didn't make the baby by herself. Okay. It took a man. Right. So, I mean, this wasn't just a one party deal. So, I mean, she can't make a one party decision. Right. You know, and, but yeah, it's been so, it's been so twisted, uh, in everything that we see, you know, from, from marriage to murdering of children to, to just even just the greed, you know? Yes. And, 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 um, and the things that we, you know, we see on a day-to-day basis. Look at another one is look at the rioting we've seen, you know, yes. in, in the, our city streets, the tearing down of monuments, you know, historical, you know, monuments, you know, where, where, who has taught, you know, these children, who's brought these people up, you know, where was the morality there? How is that okay right. to, to, to beat innocent people within an inch of their life? That's, right. that's moral. That's okay. Or all even for, taking them all for social justice. Right. You know, and, and the, you know, and I know we talked about it, talked about this, you know, in, in other podcasts, but you know, when, when you talk about the writings and this thing that, that, um, happened with George Floyd, you know, and don't get me wrong. I think it's awful. Um, you, you know, it, it is awful. It shouldn't happen, but at the same time, it doesn't condone, um, what the, the things that, that had happened. And so you, you have played things like, I'm just going to say it, Antifa, Yes. And Black Lives Matters, these terrorist groups who come in and are fueling, are fueling this stuff, and they are they are promoting it and celebrating it. You know, these cops are told not to, um, not not to get involved, and you know, don't arrest anybody. And then you've got you've got political people who are who are bailing people who did get arrested out of jail, yeah. and and all these different things. And you wonder why people are, are, are don't have any sense of uh, of wrongdoing. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, want to defund the police. Yes. You know, so now we don't even, now we don't even need protection. Now that's, that is complete because all cops are bad. Right. In case you didn't know. I mean that, you know, so now, so now we have to deal with that. I mean, we've lost, um, we've lost our, our sense of, of pride for the nation, for our communities, for our churches, for, for everything. And that in itself is an attack of the enemy. Absolutely. And you know, and, and our police officers, are the last line of defense against anarchy. 
Yeah. You know, they are. They they are the ones who stand in the gap. And God bless our police officers yes. and, and our first responders for the people who have to deal with this bull crap uh, you know, um, uh, of, of being treated the way that they have been. And, um, you know, because they are, they, they are vital to a, a nation, you you know, to keep order, to keep, to keep things that, um, the only way capitalism really works is if all the rules are obeyed. Yeah. You you know what I mean? And so, um, you, you have this, that stuff in the writings and, and Black Lives Matters and, and all this stuff, uh, and it just, there, there are so many different key points right now that are happening, you know, I mean, good grief. Our, our president, president of the United States wants to get, wants to take taxpayer money to give out crack, crack pipes. <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on. How stupid, yeah. how stupid can you be? And you know, this is not, this is not just him thinking. I actually had a guy and I'm not going to say his name at an old job of mine. He'd come to me and he's, his wife had passed away. And um, he came to me. He's like, "Hey," he said, "I, I, I've, I've got a question for you." He, he knew I was a Christian, and and he he wanted some some advice. And um, his wife was on insulin, and all this stuff. He said, "I've got all these needles left over." He said, "Do you think I should give them to my daughter, who is a heroin addict, so that I know that she's using clean needles?" They, I, he was. Man, I'm telling you, he was as sincere as yeah. can be. And it took everything that I had not to go. Are you stupid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, on one side of it, I understand he, you know, if she's going to be in it, he wants her to, to be safe. But on the other hand, I'm like, dude, and this, and this is what I tell him. I'm like, you were condoning. You were condoning what's happening. If you give her those needles, you were telling her that it is okay for her to take heroin. Yeah. Our president of the United States of America, as shameful as this is, wants to get, wants to condone crack. Yeah. And all the other things that are, you, you know, meth and, and all the stuff that, it, that is done with these pipes, you, you know, we took, and, and I, and I knew, I knew we were going to get here. I knew we were going to get here. When you start legalizing marijuana. Oh, it, that was the start the, of it. What's the next step? That was the start of it. Yeah. Well, like look at Oregon. What was it uh, last year, the year before they legalized recreational use of about any drug, you know, no matter if it, what it was. So, I mean, we're already seeing the start and effects of that, but yeah, you know, I mean, setting up these stations for, uh, there's even stations I, you know, I was reading, listening to something early, um, earlier today that there's stations where people can go and in some major cities and examine and make sure that their drugs are, are good. You know, that there's nothing, nothing laced in them, you know, that, that what they got with their bought. So they're using good drugs, right? Quote unquote, good drugs, you know, and there's no good drugs. Uh, but yeah, you know, clean needle exchanging, you know, so we're enabling a That's lifestyle. That's exactly what we're doing. And, and, it, and it, you know, it's really no different than abortion. It's just legal murder. Right. I mean, that's really all they're going to do is end oh. up killing themselves. I oh, mean, absolutely. it may not be of, of hepatitis or HIV from a needle use, but it will be from an overdose. That's exactly so, right. I mean, and it, and it's all a scheme and, and to have, and to have somebody like, okay, I'm just going to say, obviously the dare program wasn't around when Joe Biden was going through school. Cause he would have known that crack is whack. Okay. Crack is whack. But, uh, <laughs> and I, and I, I figured, you know, he, he probably wasn't, you know, didn't have that around in his time. He's, up there in age, but still, I mean, come on, man, seriously, right? How 
how ridiculous do we do we have to be? And honestly, I uh, it's kind of embarrassing that the leader of our nation is uh, is up there promoting things like that because that reflects our whole country, whole country, our whole, whole nation. nation, and it, it it's ridiculous. Yes, you talk about you know it being murder, it being murder, but between. And we're just talking about heroin, okay? So we're not talking about crack and the overdoses of that. We're just talking about heroin. Um, between 1999 and 2019, 130,000 people died of a heroin overdose. Yeah. We're well, Again, we're not talking about anything else. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, this This isn't fentanyl. This isn't, you know, all this stuff. I mean, how many people have died of fentanyl? How many people do we yeah. know right here in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, that has oh. died from fentanyl? Oh, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an epidemic. Yes. I mean, you know, and, and that's like, you know, you want to, I don't know how every other nation, every other city and county and everything around the nation is. I don't know. I, I do know that we have a terrible problem in this nation of, of drugs, but even within our region here, the, the meth use, the heroin use, uh, the prescription pill use, you know, abuse, I should say alcoholism, you yes. know, it's it's through the roof, yeah. And and, and you celebrate wanna, it. And you want to, yeah, you want to enable that as yeah. a nation. Here you go, go kill yourself. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's what he's saying. I mean here yeah. you go. You're what you're doing is okay. Let me let me help you with your addiction. Let me help you destroy every aspect of your life. Let me help yeah. you destroy your family, yourself, your you you know, everybody around you. You, you know, let, let me let me help you do that again the lack of morality from our president of the United States of America. I mean, come on. And it all, you know, it's embarrassing. Oh yeah, it it is. And with the, uh, you know, this, this whole thing with the crack pipes and, and the clean needle exchanges and, and all that, the abortions, uh, same sex marriage, transgender, everything that we see that is, is, um, the decline in morality, is a direct attack against our nation because our nation was founded on godly principles. Judeo-Christian on, principles. Yes, on on biblical principle. So that is a direct attack against that, and that's why we see that. Because if a, if a, if America can fall, then then the devil's won because America's been the fuel and a big uh, push for the gospel going around the world. That's you right. Know, it's Absolutely. funded and funded and pushed the gospel. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and we've stood with Israel. That's so, the reason why they want to get rid of capitalism because because you you know the fact that America is thriving most of the missionary um, missionaries that that have went around the world were funded by people of the United States yeah. when, when when people need money they they don't go they don't go to Germany oh. you know they they don't they don't go to 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 these these communist places being looking for money no they they go to the United States because God has allowed us to, to thrive. And and the the decline of morality is a direct attack from Satan on the church. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. He's trying to bring down the church because he wants to bring down America because America stands in the gap. The Church of America stands in the gap for the nation for for the world right now. Yeah. It, you know when when the rapture happens and it's going to happen very, God, it, very it, soon. I believe very soon when when this happens and the church is gone. This world will look completely different. There will be no America will be gone. It it will not take very long at all. 
for America to be completely destroyed. They, the socialists and these Marxists will get exactly what they want um, and all this stuff. And hopefully it happens. Hopefully all that happens after the church is gone. Hopefully we don't have to see it happen, you know, in our, in our time. And we may very well, it may very well happen. But I know that it is time for the church to stand up. Yeah. It is time for us to call sin sin. It's time for us to to look at, at at this LBGQ, this pedophilia, this drug use, this lack of morality, and be like, all right, enough is enough. Yeah, and and for us in our own our own lives, our own walk with the Lord, that we continue to pursue holiness and sanctification, and and that we that there is you know that distinction of us and the rest of the world that that now more than ever we pursue it. And that, uh, you know, that light of, of Christ shines from us so bright that it, it just drowns out the darkness. So that, yeah, it's time for us to draw the line in the sand and, and to uh, and to not let this stuff happen because we are the church. And, and the reason that we see this stuff going on, I truly believe, is because the church is lacked in standing up. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, not standing up. Um uh, you, you know that you you have a the, the the church. You know we talked about the the woke church and the progressive you know Christianity and stuff like that. It is it is just a a um, as prevalent the the lack of of Christian morality in in their eyes. When you start distorting the gospel and stuff that way, when you begin to um, destroy what Christ represents. I mean that's that's what's happening inside the church, yeah. And so it's time for the for the remnant church to stand up and be like, all right, enough's enough. You know, we have to get to a point. I I read this. I, I highlighted this quote here. Um, in this book, we'll not be ashamed. If you had, if you've not read this book, uh, we will not be we will not be silenced by Erwin Lutzer. It is a great, great book. Um, definitely prevalent for where we're at right now. But he he just a simple quote. And it says, um. Rather, we must develop a love for Christ that is greater than our love for sin. Yeah. And I, I thought that was so, so relevant yeah. to right now. You know, and when we talk about all these things, you, you know, when we talk about, you, you know, the, 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 sac- the, the lack of, uh, of sexual morality, the, the lack of, uh, of ethical morality, the, you know, all that you can go on and on, it doesn't matter what it is. It's time for us to realize, okay, we have to we have to fall in love with Jesus so much that we no longer love sin. Yeah, we we have to, and and us as a remnant church, we have to get there because we have to stand in the gap for everybody else. We have to we have to make a stand. This is this is it. And and I want to encourage you today if if you're listening, if you're a man and you're listening to this, and and, and you're you're looking, you know, you see, yeah, I I see uh, the need that I need to be spirit filled. I see that the morality has declined maybe maybe in your household or maybe in uh maybe you know somebody or it has affected your workplace whatever it is and you're ready to take a stand i dare you i dare you to seek the holy spirit i i dare you to 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 allow holy spirit to to come in and guide you um that he will guide you and direct you and give you the wisdom and the knowledge of the things that you need and you need to say and you need to talk about um, and, and I want, I want to thank you guys for listening and I want to let you guys know if you ever have any questions, maybe you're dealing with a uh, morality issue. Uh, maybe you're dealing with, um, uh, issues of, of sexuality, uh, what, whatever it is, whatever's going on. We have an email address. 
Um, you can email us at realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We have a Facebook page called um, uh, Real Men Ministries. You can PM us there. You can email us at, at the email address. Whatever you need to do, um, contact us. Maybe you have a question or maybe you have a, um, uh, a concern. Uh, you may, maybe you want to, to, whatever it is, contact us. Let us know. Uh, and as always, I want to pray, pray over you. Holy Spirit, guide us as leaders of, ho- of our homes, churches, and communities, and teach us to be godly, courageous men. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you'd like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com. If you are a man ages 16 and up and would like to join the conversation, join us here at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. in room 400. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Services. be part of the conversation join us on thursday nights at 6 30 p.m we gather with other like-minded christian brothers to discuss modern hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families we show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of christ join us at the palace of praise located at 1400 herschel best boulevard in poplar bluff missouri We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion.